and welcome to Find Your Business Voice, the podcast about growing your business through content, brought to you by Lemon Quarters in partnership with the British Business Bank. This episode is part of the Net Zero Heroes series, looking at the impact small businesses can have on climate change. Today, we're talking to Mark Janovich, founder of eco-cleaning company Delphus Eco. We talked about what inspired him to start the company, his challenges along the way, and his advice for others. Mark, I think um, the place to begin with is is your story and Delphus Eco. Can you kind of tell us where your sustainability story began and why you founded Delphus Eco? 13, 14 years ago, I was working in a bank and I there was a whole bunch of different things that came together at the same time. Birth of a child, I was on holiday and I, in, in Italy and I saw a a shopkeeper pour down a a bucket of soap suds that went straight between my my feet uh, in a stormwater drain into the water that I was swimming in, which I just thought was absolutely horrendous. And at the same mm. time, you had Blue Planet One going on, and I thought, you know what, um, working in a bank is relatively soulless, and actually, there's a huge amount of work that needs to be done to try and save the planet. So, if not me, then who? So I, I resigned and my wife went mad and said, why on earth have you done that? Um, but that was the start of me wanting to see if we could create eco-friendly cleaning products that had less impact on the environment. And back then, the you know, all of them had a horrendous impact. So there was a big amount of work to, to get on with to try and make household cleaning products a little bit more eco-friendly and less damaging for the people that use them and for um, and for the planet. Um, I I find it really interesting that you kind of had the confidence to think, I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to try and change this. Can you talk to us about the you know why do you think you had that confidence that that one person can can make a difference? Uh, there, I think there's a there's a, a bit of entrepreneurial spirit in there. I think I. I had built a number of businesses within the banking world that I'd worked in. I set up and ran their charity and philanthropy business, and I set up and ran their ultra-high net worth business. And I thought, I've got the ability to actually create. I want to, wanted to create something. Um, I wanted to leave a legacy. But I think the calling was the world really needs people to step up and actually do something. So I slightly backed myself in that actually I can I can start something from scratch, but in reality we need to look after the, the, the planet. And you know, we can create businesses that are for profit but also for good. And that was a really important thing to try and do is to go, I wanna I wanna build something meaningful that has a real positive impact instead of working in a soulless bank where you're just a number um, that is a for-profit business, but also for good for everybody. Brilliant. And thank goodness you did. Um, I guess we're going to, you know, the people listening to this are maybe small business owners, maybe micro business owners who think, I don't really, this isn't about me. I don't really have the time and my business isn't focused on eco um eco products or services so why is this for me would you have a message to people to kind of about whether or not any business can make an impact 
Yes. I mean, I think the, the really simple message is they have to. They don't have a choice. By, you know, by law, we have to be net zero by 2050. So there isn't any other game in town. And the people that move sooner will, will pick up the market share. So there is a real imperative that people think about this and go, actually, I need to do something about this because by law, I'm going to have to do something about it. And in reality, the faster people get there and think about it, there is a huge amount of consumer data which is coming out saying that consumers are now spending more. I think it was last year was the first time there was a study done where consumers were happy to spend more on brands with purpose than on price. So price became a second or third decision-making point. That was the first time ever. So consumers are really, really, really looking for brands with purpose. And, and it's there's there are many reports that are saying this. So if you're a small business, the beauty about being a small business is that you can be nimble and you can be disruptive and you can move quickly and make fast decisions. Big businesses can't do that. It takes forever. So you can make really quick agile decisions which your consumers will want you to do a and b the government is going to force you to do down the line so the faster you can do this the better for you as a business where i mean okay so if someone's listening to this where would you say that they should start are there kind of clever places to start looking at your business first um in order to try and make that step towards being um, more sustainable what would you say um is the kind of first port of call what we did was look at our supply chain. So who supplies us and do they have all the same vision, mission, moral kind of compass as we do? So, you know, power, where do we get our power from? Can we buy renewable energy? Yes, we can. Immediately we change that. Where do we buy, you know, we, we make we make cleaning products, so they go in plastic bottles. Well, why can't I use recycled plastic? Long and hard, arduous journey, but and a lot of gnashing of teeth. But eventually, we got there, and we we now make we bottle all of our products in 100% recycled plastic. Our labels, our boxes, our logistics, and it's having conversations with our supply chain where we can really have an impact. And once we had kind of tidied that up, you then go to the customers and you say, who who's interested in in this message and who's interested in people who are actually walking the walk, not just talking about it. And that's where there are now you know, every day more and more consumers that are turning around going, we're looking for brands who are actually doing it, not just talking about it. Um, so I think you have to tidy up your own shop first before you can then start talking about it. And what we don't want is a lot of greenwash. Is it more expensive will be the next question. So, you know, does it cost more? It costs more in that it it takes time, effort, and energy to to do it. But at a, at a you know at you know the actual unit cost, it is a little bit more expensive, but it's it's not punitively more expensive. Uh, certainly in our world, so you know bottles, boxes, labels, you know the componentry piece that go with cleaning products, we're all more expensive, but you know, marginally, um, and. In my opinion, we don't have a choice, right? So somebody's going to have to take the pain here. We have a much lower margin because 
consume, I don't believe consumers should pay a green premium. So our margins are lower than maybe your big, nasty uh, chemical blenders. Well, they certainly are. Um, but I don't believe we have a choice. We have to do this. And I hope that other people will follow and the economies of scale will come down when other people kind of get on the same bandwagon. But as a small, as a small corporate or a small SME, A, you by law will have to do this. B, your consumers are screaming for authentic purpose-led companies. So you, you will make up, make up the numbers in, in new, uh, new customers, I believe. One of our questions is whether you know of any examples of other SMEs that have done something in your mind quite clever, um, whether they were, you know, not necessarily a kind of eco business to begin with, but that they've made some, they've made a tweak that's um, that's kind of shifted for them and, and kind of helped them to make a better impact. I wrote a book last summer where I did a series of Instagram live interviews, but like what you're trying to do here, called Collaborate to Zero. And Gareth, we use Gareth's printing business to print it. So there's a whole bunch of individuals who are really trying to move the needle and change change up the way we think and the way we act. And and um, so I interviewed them for their inspirations. And one of them was Toast. So Toast Ale, they make beer out of, out of uh, waste bread. Um, genius, not-for-profit, very, very good. Uh, another one is Seep. Um, Laura Hartnett, she she got a, um, she makes a potscara, which is completely uh, eco-friendly, great way of thinking and stopping microplastics going into the ocean. The other one is Box Media, which is how do we make education like Netflix and make it much more interesting for kids to learn with a focus around sustainability as well and linking people from all over the world. So I think they're, they're another brand that is trying hard to, to weave in a much better way of getting messages across. Mark, you've already given us loads there, um, so we're not going to keep you for too much longer. I wondered if you could just maybe give us a kind of an overview of how Delphus Eco is doing now. Obviously, we know where the idea came from. How, how has it gone? Um, I always believed that the world needed to be more sustainable. And, and I, you know, somebody said to me once, you don't want to be at the bleeding edge, you want to be at the cutting edge. In 2007, 2008, talking to people about eco-friendly cleaning products was a very, very, very lonely place. So for, for SMEs and you know, young entrepreneurs, by definition, you're trying to do something that other people haven't done before. It is lonely, it is hard, but you have to have the conviction that you're in the right place. And I believe fundamentally that we need to do this and you know, stayed the course. And you know, a decade later, and it does always take longer than you expect, we very, very luckily you know, now have two royal warrants and we supply companies all over the world. So we, we are very, very fortunate to, to have amazing customers, but it is, it's long and, and arduous and um, you have to be dedicated uh, and keep pushing. And the world desperately needs young, smart entrepreneurs to disrupt and, and scale as fast as possible. So they must keep going. That's 
That's it for today's episode. We hope you found Mark's story inspiring and perhaps found some good ideas for your own journey to net zero. For more information on today's episode, visit www.lemonquarters.com. Email us hello at lemonquarters.com.